Okay, we're at Ted Zion and Aleph, picking up at the two dots on the fourth line. I understand that Rechov Teva Vesakim, Efer Efer Kvur Moriasiman. Okay, this is all a siman, a mnemonic device to help remember the the the, 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 the next sugya. So these words, so if you remember this sequence of words, you'll remember the next thing. Here we go. Lama Yotim Rechov. Why do we go out to the to the square, like to the to the road? Rebichir Bar Abba Amber Lomar Zaaknu Betina Velona Anenu Nibzeh Atmeinu Biparhesia. It's uh, it's telling us the same idea, like we cried out in privately and we weren't answered. So we'll disgrace ourselves in public. That's it. We take, we're gonna take it to the streets. Okay, that's the idea to, to embarrass ourselves. Galinu Galutenu Galinu. Sorry, we've been exiled. Galutenu Our exile will atone for us. Okay, so either way, it's sort of like either going to the streets or for more embarrassment or exile. My benayu was the naskinina. Ika benayu de galibi bekanishta la bekanishta. Difference is if you go from one shul to another shul. So going to the second opinion, that's galut. Right, you kick that one shul basically, and you go to another shul. Going to the first. Opinion, it's not a bizayon to be in another shul. Whether we bring the aron out to the rechov, Amr Bishul Ben Levi, Ben Levi, Lomar, to tell us as follows: We have this nice, modest utensil, meaning the aron, and it was uh, disgraced by our sins. The lama, um, period. Uh, sorry, period. So you bring it out also to bizayon to the uh, to the aron to bring it out to the uh, to the street. Okay. So why would we cover ourselves in sackcloth? Says that we are like animals. Okay. So Rashi sort of, uh, addresses the question. What do you mean? Animals don't wear sackcloth. So it's mean we're like animals. Rashi says, uh, The sackcloth comes from the, uh, or sometimes maybe it comes from the um, hair of animals. Mean from like goat hair or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't think that's what sackcloth was, but okay. Nonetheless. Why do we put the ashes on the uh, on the teva? So we have saying like Hashem is with us in our pain. So we like Hashem also participates the teva, I guess, which is representing Hashem. So uh, we put ashes there, so it's also uh, experiencing that. quotes a different passage from Lo Sar. With all of their uh, their uh, pain for Lo to him also it is Tar. He also has pain. Similar idea to Imo and Ochibitzara. Okay, Amar Abizera, Abizera says as follows, Meresh, originally, Meresh means like Meresh, from the beginning, When I first used to see the Rabbanam put the uh, the ashes on the Teva, My whole body would tremble, like, like a shocking thing to see, you know, like putting ashes on, a, on an Aron, it was really like, a, it really shook me up, it was really, uh, really troubling, okay? So we said in the mission we put uh, everyone puts uh, puts uh, uh, ashes on their heads. Why do we do that? Pligi ba Rabbi Levi Barchama Rabbi Chanina. So there's a machloket here between these two rabbis. One says the idea is that we are like you uh, before you like ashes, like we're worthless. You put ashes on our head, we're worthless. And then one says that so we can be reminded of the ashes of Yitzchak. You might ask yourselves, well, what do you mean the ashes of Yitzchak? Yitzchak wasn't actually burned. So either it means like the idea of like the theoretical ashes of Yitzchak, or maybe the ram that was offered, but something about, okay, that Yitzchak, that's the idea with the ashes.
Okay. Although there is this midrash that Yitzhak was uh, was actually killed and then re- uh, revived. There's a midrash like that. Anyway, my benayu. What's the uh, what's the difference in these two opinions about uh, were like or worthless like uh, ashes or you should remember Yitzhak? Ige benayu afar stam. The difference is like dirt. So if you put dirt, I guess you'd be like, yeah, we're like dirt. So you can say the same thing, like we're like dashes, we're like dirt. Oh, that all works, and all those things that gets like being down on themselves. But dirt doesn't recall Yitzchak at all, so that wouldn't work. Lama Yotzin Varo. Why do they go out to the uh, cemeteries? Same two rabbis said the machloka. Says so we're like before you like the dead. We're worth again. We have no purpose anymore. That's what it means. Right, so we're, we're done. We've been so sinful. Then one says it so that the, the dead in the cemetery will, will ask for uh, mercy on our behalf. It's like we say sometimes I got a funeral. The person should be a melitz yosher. They should be a melitz. They should go to Hashem, you know, in the heaven, as it were, and ask Him to help us out so they can help us out. My benayu, what's the difference? Ika benayu, kivrei alkum. The difference is if the graves are graves of the non Jews. So if it's graves of the non Jews, so the symbolism of we're like dead. Non-Jews are dead just like us. If it's about uh, asking for the, uh, they should ask for Rachamim, well, if it's not our relatives and not like the Jewish people, so it's hard to expect that they're going to ask for uh, mercy on our behalf. Why is this Kibre going? Is it Rachamim? Yeah, it's the same difference. Yeah, Meaning, like, uh, some see, some uh, some texts have Davka out of Kochavim, so because it means like if, if the Goyim in the censors, that the Goyim weren't yeah. uh, idol, idol worshippers, so then it wasn't as offensive. So the censors to like switch it around. Um, Gemara says, "My har hamoria." What does it mean when we say har hamoria? Rashi says, "I did the ivy be plucked, Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Chanina, Tana Nami haplukta." So this har hamoria is not re- re- relevant to our particular discussion, except we have the same machlokas between Rabbi Levi and Rabbi uh, Rabbi Levi Barachama and Rabbi Chanina. So what's the so here also there's a machlokas about it. What's the nature of the word, the term har hamoria, right, which is here? It's the mountain that Hora'ah, uh, teaching, came out for Yisrael. Okay. Um, one second. Rashi says, Okay, fine. Then one says, it's a mountain that Morah, fear or awe, went to the non-Jews. Rashi says again, Sheshomim Gidulot Yisrael, Yerushalayim, Mitpachadim Alehem. So, so that they hear like the greatness of the Jewish people, Yerushalayim, things are going on there, and that makes the non-Jews sort of uh, in awe of us, or afraid of us, perhaps. Okay, yeah, fair. So that's all those uh, little, uh, many, many things about different practices that we have. Now we said in the Mishnah, Hazakein Shebehem Omer Lifnehem Divrei Kibushin. The Zakein comes up and he says it's like fiery words, right? To like uh, tell them how, how bad they are and how they have to rebel. Tana Rabbanan. Im Yesh Zakein Omer Zakein. The Brayta tells us that if there's an older person, the older person speaks. Vim Lav, if there's no older person, Omer Chacham, a wise person speaks. Vim Lav, Omer Adam Shal Tzuraf. Not a person of form, I mean a person of stature speaks. Says, Hold on a second, it's a little weird. It says, if there's not a zakin, pick a chacham. But the zakin that we're choosing isn't a chacham. It seems a little bit bizarre. Like, what are you talking about? So, Yeah, obviously, if there's a zakin who's also wise, he should speak. If there's not a zakin who's also a chacham, so omer chacham. So you choose a chacham. Meaning that's an interesting point, right? That distinction that we prefer a chacham over just a regular old guy. But, uh, but, Okay. Vim Lav Omer Adam Shal Tzura. Not Adam Shal Tzura. Okay. What does he say? 
I'll leave the beginning a little bit about as before. Achenu, my brethren, lo sakvetani gormim. Right, sackcloth and fasting doesn't cause the, uh, you know, doesn't cause a, a, a change of uh, of Hashem's uh, you know uh, experience with us. Ela tshuva umasim tovim gormim. Rather, it's tshuva and uh, good deeds. Shakei matzini ba'anche ninveh. This we find ba'anche ninveh. I think we had this in the Mishnah, right? Shalom ne'amar bahem bayar lohim etal etzakav etanitam. Doesn't say that Hashem saw their sackcloth and their fasting, although there was sackcloth and fasting. Ela bayar lohim et ma'asehem kishavu midarkam hara'ah. Rather, he saw their actions because they ret- repented from their evil ways. Okay, now it says there, and 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 say for Yonah. I watch on the subject. Right, kasus hakim haadam ba'peima. Okay, it says that they're, they're both the men and the men and the animals um, wore sackcloth. So my havu abde. What do they do? Um, so what do they do there? Asra habehemot luchud vetavladut luchud. They they um. Uh, Asra is like uh, like a Beit Asurim, like a jail. Like they confined, they confined the animals in one place, and their and the animals' children another place. So uh, kind of a mean uh, sort of like a uh, uh, animal version of what was going on down at the border in America, right? It's, you know, break, break up the family. So I'm really father. They said to Hashem, Rebono Shalola, If you're not going to have mercy on us, we won't have mercy on them. Okay. Interesting idea. Okay, it says, It says, They called out to God with strength. That's what it says in Sefer Yonah. My Amor, what did they uh, say? What was said? Amru Levanav, Ribano Shalalam, Master Universe. Aluv Besheino Aluv, Tzadik Berasha, Mini Vchami Pneimi. Yeah, uh, we have a person who is, like, Aluv usually means, like, insulted. Like, a person who's sort of, like, lowly and sort of like uh, uh, rendered to be sort of like in a lower status and a person who's not or a tzaddik and a rasha who gets pushed over by me right who wins out we have like a showdown between a tzaddik and a rasha generally speaking who's going to give in first a tzaddik's going to give in first right because that's the tzaddik's nature the rasha doesn't really care right so the rasha doesn't really like have an issue but the tzaddik's not giving so that's what we say also to Hashem right we say Hashem we're rishaim you're a tzaddik so come on like in the little showdown here give in you know just be nice and help us out that's the idea okay and it says, It says they all repented from their bad deeds, and from the Hamas. Hamas uh, uh, means like some type of like uh, financial, uh, uh, like stealing. But Hamas usually is um, what we call it extortion. It's like you're forcing someone to like sell you things and What? The threat of violence. Under threat of violence. Um, but it's really about a financial thing. Okay. So Mayu mina Hamas shevachapehem. What does it mean from the Hamas shevachapehem? Amar Shmuel afidu gazel gazal marish ubna obe bira mikakea kola bira kula umachzir marish la bealab. So he says like this: that this is the level of shuvah they had. That either they had stolen a marish, a marish is a beam, and they built it into a, like a palace. Okay, this beam is like really a, 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 a part of the structural form of their big house. They would destroy the whole. They, they broke down the whole the whole house to return the beam to its rightful owner. And this is interesting, actually. There's actually a real takana of Chazal called takanat hashavim, also called takanat marish. And the idea is that if you steal a beam and you build it into your house, although technically speaking, you should really have to return the actual beam. Chazal made takana. You don't have to return the beam. You just have to return the monetary value. Why? Because the concern was if I built this beam into my house. So now I'm not going to admit that I stole because I have to destroy my own house to return the beam, right? So it makes more sense practically to get the person back at least his the value of the of the beam rather than nothing at all, right? Better to have that than nothing. And that would be get people to admit that they stole or whatever it is. That's what we're saying in the Sefer Yonah that they went so far as they went that they would even destroy the whole house just to return the beam. Okay, well wow, it's like Ramesh Chuba. Amar Vada Baraba Adam Sheyesh Piyado Averau Mitvade Veino Choserba Lamahu Dome. So if a person has a uh, and Avera, and he's mitvadeh, and he uh, um, 
and he confesses. But he doesn't chuzer, he doesn't go back. Rashi says, L'shalem atagezo, um, right, to pay back for what he stole. So you, you confessed, but you're not paying it back. L'mahu domeh, what are you similar to? L'adam shatofet sheres biadom, shafilo tovel mikol bechol amemosh b'olam, lo'atalo tefillah. That's like a person who, uh, there's a classic uh, image in Chazal, that he's, de- he's uh, dipping in the uh, in the mikvah, but he's holding a sheretz, right, it's like a creepy crawl, like a lizard, in his hand. That's the thing that makes you tummy. So going to the mikvah while you're holding on to something tummy, that's a difference. You can go in every mikvah in the world, you're never gonna be tahor. Right? So the same thing. Confessing that you did a sin, but you're still holding on to the stolen items, it doesn't make a difference how many confessions you go through. If you ever return the item, you're not gonna be forgiven. But, Zerach me adobe, if you throw the shares away, but then once you just dip in 40 cell of water, immediately the tefillah is worth it and it works and you are tahor. Shnamar just says, one who confesses and abandons, when he abandons the sin, Yerucham, he'll be, uh, uh, have mercy on him. Ve'omen, it says, el we will raise up our hearts, el uh, kapayim, to Hashem, uh, it means like in our hands, to Hashem, the idea is to like be like, uh, we allow like whatever was in our kapayim to be uh, returned. Okay, so that's the idea about the tshuva. Now, Amdu B'Tfilah, they get up to Davin, Moridim L'Kneah Tevad Zakein B'Chulis. They have this nice, uh, you know, old, you know, nice Zakein who's going to be the Chazim. Tana Rabbanu, we learned in the Baraita, Amdu B'Tfilah, Af Api Sheyesh Am Zakein B'Chacham, Ein Moridim L'Kneah Tevad El Adam HaRagil. Okay, so even though you have a Zakein and a Chacham, the person we want to represent us as the Chazan is an Adam Ragil. I Meaning we said Zakein and Chacham, but it has to also be Ragil. You know, like a little bit like a normal person. What does it mean? Rabbi Omer Mitupal. Um, uh, ve'enlo, one second. Uh, Rashi says mitupal um, ve'enlo. One second. Yeshot parnes. So he's a person who is mitupal. He has people who are tafil, who are secondary to him. I mean, like, like he has children. He has people who are depending on him, but he doesn't have what to get a job with. Okay. So he's really a person who's like one of the people. He really understands what it means to struggle. That's what that's the person you want. You want someone who really understands struggle. I'll take a quick uh, sidebar. So I remember once when I was uh, growing up, there was uh, a chazan in shul that uh, some people didn't love that he was a chazan, Rosh Hashanah Kippur, because his personal observance on, uh, you know, of Judaism was maybe a little bit less. He wasn't like the firmest guy in the world. So it wasn't so nice. Like they felt like in Rosh Hashanah Kippur, you want someone who's like a real tzaddik, you know, to represent Rosh Hashanah Kippur. So they realized, though, then that person had some personal uh, family uh, troubles. And they really, the person came to realize at a certain point that like that person had the real ability to tap in to deep things that really everyone, everyone was really worried about. You know, and, and this person said like it's something nice that like, you realize like the chazan should be somebody who like can understand the, the pain and struggle of life. And sometimes like okay you're righteous that's great to be righteous. But you also have to be a person who's regil. So like regularly you understand how the world works and just send people struggles. That's the type of person you really want to represent you. That's what it seems like we're saying here to be like Okay. Now the Yeshu Yigiyah He's somebody who also works hard in the fields. Okay, because if we're playing, playing about rain, it should matter that the person, you know, has a, a personal investment in having rain, right? Um, and his house is kind of empty. He has like a nice, uh, says, oh, we'll see what it means soon. Um, he's sort of like a lowly person, a soft-spoken person, somebody that people like. He's like a nice uh, voice. The Kolo Arev also, but, uh, I don't know, maybe nice tunes. And the Kolo Arev is a nice voice. He's an expert in reading Tanakh. Maybe they used to have Nikudot, right? So you can read it nicely, maybe with a trump too. He's also somebody who can learn Midrash and Halachot and Agada. He's an expert in all the brachos, so he's not going to mess up. I mean, they didn't really have sitters, right? So he knows all the brachos. Rabbanu and Nahu, 
for Rabbi Yisak Bar Ami. Once he said they said this, the Rabbanan looked at Rabbi Yisak Bar Ami, um, which is uh, who was like the person who was like embodied all of these wonderful qualities. So like, oh, he's the person. They just turned the page. They said, go to two dots. Bar says. Uh, so he says, hi new. So Gemara says, hi new mitupal. Ve'enlo hainu betar beto rekam isn't the same thing like mitupal ve'enlo the same as beto rekam is not the same like basically you don't you don't have a lot of possessions so Amar of Chista zehu she beto rekam min ha'avira it means beto his house is empty of sin not just of possessions we'll stop there.